Welcome to Beyond the Press Release, a production of Gorecom, in which we take the time to speak with public company executives after they put on port news. And with us today, because he hit it out of this park with the Q1 announcement yesterday, is Grant Johnson, founder and CEO of Esports Entertainment Group, trades on the NASDAQ and the stock symbol GMBL. For those who are new to the story, let me give you a brief explanation, but you can figure it out from the stock symbol. Esports Entertainment Group is an esports and online gambling company that's fueled by the growth of video gaming and, and the ascendance of esports with new generations. So from traditional sports partnerships with professional NFL, NHL, NBA, and FIFA teams, community-based tournaments in a wide range of esports, iGames and casinos, and boots on the ground land cafes, the company has influence over the entire spectrum of esports and gaming at all levels. Now, a lot of companies like to talk the talk but more than just lip service, listen to these numbers that came out yesterday for Q1. Revenue, $16.4 million, up 86% sequentially. Year over year, so big, we didn't even calculate the number. Gross profit, $10 million, up 92% sequentially. Both of these over Q4 just a quarter ago, unbelievable. More and more great financial metrics in there. We're going to talk about them. Grant, welcome back to Agoracom. George, I love listening to you talk about the company. <laughs> Easy to, to be do back. when you got those kind of numbers. I, I can tell you the number year over year, 7,000%. <laughs> okay, see, I didn't even calculate it because it was such a big I did. number. But it's a big number. Congratulations. Before we do a bit of a deep dive, um, you set records here across the board. How happy are you as a, as a, as a group and you as a CEO to deliver these kind of results into the market? Well, as you can imagine, we're all pretty pleased with ourselves. I mean, as a company, you can really just have domain over the things you can control. And the numbers tell that story. And these are the things we can control. We told people what we would do. Uh, we told them what we would do, and then we went and did it. And I think that's what we're proud about. And the, as you said, the numbers tell the story. And a bigger number, a number, another number that I like, is I'm quoting you from your quote. Um, we are reiterating our expectation that esports and entertainment will eclipse more than a hundred million dollars in revenue this fiscal year. So this wasn't an outlier kind of quarter. It wasn't like you packed it in with some agreements and packed them all in. There's more to come here. Definitely, lots more to come. I mean, not only will we have a whole quarter with all the acquisitions you know, firing and all the revenue from those, the last one being that hard. Uh, but a lot of our big esports projects are just now kicking off. You know, by, by the next quarter or this next quarter coming up, we'll have uh, the, by the long, much heralded, long awaited by GG in New Jersey will be kicking in. We've launched our mega project, which is a turnkey esport product for theaters, big box stores, bowling alleys, casinos, uh, we rolled that out at the East Coast Congress to a lot of fanfare and a lot of interest. Uh, we've already signed two six-figure contracts there within the first three weeks. So lots more coming there. And then Landuel, which we think is going to be one of our biggest revenue drivers for the esports sector, that's going to roll out uh, in the early part of January. So a lot of our big revenue generators aren't even a factor yet. So they're still coming. We're very excited about the future. And I guess that explains, because if I took 16 million, I know 16.4 about just round it down. If I took 16 million 
and extrapolated that, that would be 64 million for the year. So when you're talking about you guys are confident that you're going to eclipse 100 million, now we have a now we have an idea uh, of exact of exactly why. You guys have the benefit, man, which is great, of having two, I call them divisions, and correct me if I'm wrong and categorize it. You've got the traditional iGaming, you know, casino, sports betting, yeah. those kind of things, and you've got the esports side. Is the iGaming carry most of the load right now because you're talking about the esports side really kicking in and how big of an advantage is it that you've got both because that's a that's a that not too many companies have both sides of the spectrum right well that's true and, and it's huge uh you know the iGaming side the majority of our licenses the five tier one licenses we have that comes in from the iGaming side which is ireland uk spain sweden malta that came with the iGaming and the iGaming gives us that revenue, brings a lot of talent, a lot of technology, but a lot of players, a lot of depositing active players. Uh, we have across all our iGaming about 1.2 million depositings last quarter, over 75,000 of them were active on a regular basis. Wow. But a couple of things that are happening there, we launched Fixu Casino last year. We had a pay and play or this last quarter over the previous brand, we're up first-time depositors month over month, 500 new first-time depositors month over month. That's just from the one casino brand, which is, we're forecasting that one brand will be $10 million this fiscal. Then you have the entire Bethard brand and all of their 250,000 users, which we're introducing casino to for the first time, our casino. So we're gonna be able to cross market and gain the efficiencies between Sport Nation, Donkey Dino, and Bethard. So we're gonna market to those 250,000 fans, our casino platform, which we own. Uh, so we expect huge growth there. That's a sector that's already doing 72 million of our revenues is coming from the gaming side. Uh, and that number is going up, double digits growth. So it's huge because it, it makes us a healthier company and allows us to play the long game, if you would, on the esports side, which is still, I mean, it's still in its infancy, the esports and the gaming market. But it so buys, the iGaming side buys the time for the esports side. Correct. And you yes. guys are amassing quite, you know, quite the quite the esports side. In fact, the logo's behind you, right? Yes. Uh, let's talk about that. You've got on on you know over your right shoulder, you've got. Uh, your divisions, but the ones I want to talk about is over your left shoulder, where you got these pro sports teams, like I said, anywhere from you know NHL, NBA, NFL, so on and so forth. What is it that you're doing with these with these partners? And where do you think you're going? Like 13 is a great number. I mean, look at the Rangers, LA Kings, you know, Indianapolis Colts, Patriots, Eagles, even though I'm a Cowboys fan, I'll forgive you for that. But you've got fantastic teams already. And if you just ended it here, I'd say, all right, that's a great part of the business. What are you doing with these sports teams? Where do you where do you plan on going in terms of growing your, your roster? Sure. Yeah, as you mentioned, there's 13 teams. There's 22 teams waiting to sign up. We're just trying to grow fast enough wow. to onboard those teams. So we the majority of you know, at least the NFL, we've been in contact with in communication. We would love to have them all signed up. We have to be realistic. We gotta grow as quick as we can and right you got now, on board you got on board you yeah we got on board these teams give us access to about 100 million eyeballs so that's not a bad start that's a pretty good start here 
these are different than a, a sponsorship deal. If you're Coors, McDonald's, Nike, you cut a deal with a team, it's usually a seven-figure deal, and you get to advertise your brand in the stadiums and online on game day. This is not that kind of relationship. Okay. Our relationship is more towards partnership. On average, we probably have about a quarter million dollar relationship with the teams. The smaller ones are about 120, the bigger one about 300. But that's a that's where the similarity stops because out of that side, the team gives us back somewhere between 10 and 50 thousand dollars with the pricing for their fans. It seizes tickets, trips with the team, jerseys, having you know the, the pro players you know show up and play games with them, all kinds of really cool prizes. But on top of that, the team is the marketing part. Think of it like a super affiliate that they market to, you know, if you take the Take the Eagles up here, 7.2 million fans with a 20-year waiting list to get season tickets. Like these are generational fans. Um, and the Eagles, as with all the other teams, they market to their fans, Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, traditional emails, corporate site, to their fans to sign up on our platform to play right. in tournaments to win prizes of the team. Like I said, seasons, tickets, etc. So they do at least four or five campaigns for each tournament. Now, if you went to Google and asked Google to send out 7 million targeted emails, you'd probably pay 10, 15 cents an email for a targeted email. You'd be you'd be two, three times we're paying for the relationship yep, with the absolutely. team. That's fantastic. That's a great business model, yeah. right? Now, how, how do we make money from that? That's a question that keeps me, but I don't understand why you make money. Simple. We have multiple monetization formulas. Number one, the easy one. This is a people who are going to sign up. It's going to be the 35 and under crowd. I'm not that there aren't great gamers like myself who are, you know, late 50s. Great early gamers. 60s, I like that. Great gamers. I like that. <laughs> who like to play video games. That's what they call us. It. It's not very flattering, but facts are facts. So, uh, that's not the majority of the gamer market. The majority of the gamer market, they're under 35. They pay Call of Duty, FIFA, Madden, the Fortnite. You know, these are the games they play, majority. Uh, and that's a coveted demographic. So if you're a marketing company, if you're selling athletic gear, if you're selling Alienware or HyperX, et cetera. So whether it and that energy that, drinks, energy drinks, you want to target that market. So we have sponsorships and the team has first right of refusal. And so their traditional sponsors have first right of refusal. So the team is also marketing for sponsors to sign up. We don't, they don't share in the revenue until we get back our, our money for our costs. So they sign up, we sign up our own sponsors. That's one way. Number two, we let the fan come in, play the first tournament. Take the friction off. You download our software so you can practice. Then you go back up, you play the tournament. Did you let, was that a positive experience? Gamers like the game, so it's going to be a positive experience. Guess what? If you now pay the subscription fee of $6 a month, you can play all these teams, all these teams for millions of dollars in prices for six bucks a month. In the meantime, you download our software, you can play a hundred different games, like having Netflix at home, except we don't charge you like Netflix. You can play the games and then you come back up and you participate. So we got sponsorship. You got subscription fees. Now the software is on your computer. 
hey, we just rolled out a new product here called Lambda. This is Grant's going to play George. We're going to play Madden. We want to bet two bucks each, two bucks, five bucks, one buck, ten bucks. So there's a purse of whatever that bet is. And the house takes a commission. We're going to take a 10% big rake commission, whatever you want to call it. And the winner takes the pot. So that's the third way we're going to monetize. Now, if you're a gamer, like a hardcore gamer, you've got a big, like a $4,000 computer at home for the high processor speed. Maybe you want to mine cryptocurrency. That's embedded in the software. No way. So I, like I've got a Predator laptop I'm talking to on right, right now. So if I've signed up, I'm with you. I can also say, hey, Grant, or not Grant, you know, eSports Emory Group, <laughs> turn my... <laughs> I'll, I'll turn my laptop into a miner while while it, I, probably a laptop. It, it probably it would probably bake a laptop, but I'm talking the big the big four thousand dollar you know the gaming computers, the high processors. Oh things. right, got it. Got so it. there is like with any software, you have to have certain hardware requirements to run the software. The cryptocurrency miner requires you know high performance. But the good news is if 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 your hydro or your electric rates because the software will analyze what your electric bill is. And so to look at that first, then it analyzes what cryptocurrencies are trading for an exchange. Once it sees the metrics line up, so maybe it's after hours, off peak hours. So now it's cheap electricity. And Ethereum is the is the is the highest yielding crypto that they it just turns itself. Yeah, it'll optimize it. It'll just it'll yeah. just optimize it, just it right there in the moment. Wow. And, and that's what we're doing across our, our GG circuit network. We have 300 centers that are mining. We're mining over $250,000 a month of cryptocurrency after everybody goes home. So that's just passive income. So there's so those are three of the things. Now, additionally, we're going to be able to do targeted campaigns. There's this whole bunch. Of, there's a myriad of other optimization. Yeah, then there's all the a number of, a lot of the traditional side. To give you a number over here, if we signed up one third of one percentage point of the fans, which is not a big ask, that's not a high number, one third of one percentage point, just from the subscriptions alone, these would be extremely profitable. You start layering in the sponsorships, the land duel, Crypto, you know, we that just takes that fraction down from a third to a quarter to 20%, one tenth of 1%. It gets, you know, the economics are incredibly favorable. It's just that it's confusing to people. They don't understand how they, they, they make their money. So it's not just a brand identification. Like when you think Jordan and Nike, I mean, Jordan made Nike and it became a multi billion dollar corporation largely because the Air Jordans, he hasn't played in 20 years. They still is the number one brand. So people positively identify with these brands and there's just no question about that. I mean, that's been a fact since the seventies. These are not passive relationships. They are marketing. They're Definitely a marketing not. partner. So this is, this is a way that we're going to move quickly across the American marketplace. Keep it in mind on our GG circuit, we already have two and a half million people registered on GG circuit software. So we're coming to this thing already controlling most of the ecosystem in the esports and games sector. And by the way, off a side note, we're going to be doing another webcast in a couple of weeks when you've uh, got a brand new deck and we're going to take all the investors through in a little more detail these exciting initiatives and divisions because it's unbelievable the powerhouse you built and the market's finally starting to discover it. So last point on the teams, Grant, it's a perfect partnership because if I'm the Eagles, I've got 7.2 million fans. I want to further monetize them. 
but I'm not going to get into the esports business and, mm-hmm. and get all, so you're you're the perfect partner there. Is the sky the limit for you on the pro side? Do you have uh, you know, or do you have a lot of competition? Like is Georgia's esports company trying to come in and compete with you, or are you just going to try yeah. and sign as many as you can this year? I, I suspect there'll be firms that will move into the space. We know that's happening. Keep in mind this software that we bought that we own, that's $50 million in software. It's not like you just George's esportcompany.com can pop up overnight. You know, GG Circuit, that's five million coding hours. Put that together. EGL, that's 10 years. We bought it. It was already doing a million a month. We spent another million enhancing it. You know, Genji Analytics, Helix, the Helix Center, that's the only working esport venue attached to a traditional stadium over there, Gillette Stadium, Foxborough. So nobody else has these things. You can't just make it up. There's a company that did sign a deal with the Seahawks, but it's a different deal. The Seahawks pay them to run tournaments for the Seahawks. It's a very, you run these tournaments for us, we'll pay a thousand dollars a tournament or whatever. The yeah, so here's are. a flat I, fee. We're paying you. We're keeping yeah, all the, you we're run keeping it. everything else. This sky is the one. Let's say you take the Eagles. Let's say 100,000 people sign up, which isn't a crazy number on the 7.1 million, nope. 7.2 million. No. Nope. Well, 100,000 people sign up just on a sponsorship. That's what we're talking 7.2 million a year just on sponsorship, plus, plus, plus. So, yeah, sky's the limit. We're, we're excited about this. So I'm looking say, forward to more teams. And you got, okay, and, you've, and you're telling us 22 more teams are waiting to sign up. So I guess, uh, with onboarding, what, what what can you guys onboard? Grant two three a month, you know. Uh, we were or more uh, than that. So starting next week, we have the Cavaliers. Uh, we've redone our platform. It's now Club Clash, so it was teams love because now it's not two tournaments a year. It could be four, five tournaments a year because teams love this because it's more engagement with their fans. It's because they're in the entertainment business. This is entertainment. Sports is entertainment. Gaming is entertainment. So you want to keep your fans engaged with your brand. You got to give them something year-round to participate in, or more than in the case of the NFL, eight home games. What do you do for the other, you know, 298 days of the year? You can't just have concerts and car shows at your stadiums. So this this is a way for them to stay involved with the band, and it builds. You got to remember, it's a way for the teams to recruit future fans, right? I mean, gamers traditionally aren't big sports fans. Uh, and, the, and the sports teams know this. They're not tracking very well the under 35 set. So now they have a product the under 35 year old wants. They want a game. They like gaming. And so by associating their brand in a positive way with the thing that the fans want to do, they now are linked. That fan identifies positively with these brands. Hey, I love going to the Eagles Gaming Center. I love going to the Craft Sports Gaming Center. Why don't, and I just want tickets to the game. Let's go see it. Let's go see a game. Great ecosystem. Great ecosystem you guys are building. Fantastic. I can't wait to see, you know, how you promise me. We talk about the Eagles today. It's been very painful. (laughs) Promise me that I know you can't say a name, but I hope you're going to be bringing on the Dallas Cowboys soon. So we can have a conversation about the Cowboys next time. Let's hop on. You should call them up. Have them call me. (laughs) Gary. Uh, One more. Let's talk about one more initiative because there's so much going on. But the one they all, the the investors want to hear about also is New Jersey. Yes. What do you for those who are new because there are going to be a lot of new people because saw your big numbers here. 
30 second overview. What are you doing with New Jersey? And then what's the status of, of what you're doing? Sure. Now, I, I'm probably the most guilty party here. I expected us to be live late spring, early summer. I called it. And that was based off going through the licensing process five times, the tier one license. So we, we had a pretty good understanding of the process. However, COVID was not helpful in the process. Of course, this is our first time going through it with COVID. Number two, we're the first esport company ever to apply for a license in the United States. That's a problem because the regulators don't understand it either. So we got analyzed to the nth degree, as you can imagine. Last and definitely not least, it was only last week that the governor signed esports into law as part of their as part of their gaming infrastructure. Well, that helps. Yeah, that, that was big. <laughs> that was that was that was necessary. I mean, in the spring, it passed unanimously in the house, but it wasn't until last week that the governor got around to signing off. Now, those were all factors. Um, I can say because we spent a lot of time with the DG and the Department of Gaming Enforcement. Uh, Division of Gaming Force, excuse me, at the East Coast Gaming Congress. And I had a chance to talk with the, the, the director directly. They're very excited about it. We're the first, we're the only applicant they've ever accepted. We will be live making a market for esports wagering before the end of this calendar year. All right, because we're in November, what, 16th, or I, I'm not sure, but so you're, you're basically talking the next 45 days, you're going to be hot in New Jersey. That's great. That's great. No, a lot of people are going to be looking forward to that. So we'll we'll save that conversation for when that happens. <laughs> um, yes. Let me address the elephant in the room, which is the stock price. And I'm not asking you for projection. We just, we saw what Roth came out with, right? They came out with the twenty two dollar price target on the company. What is it that the market is missing? Or was this what they're waiting for? This cue to you know what what are they missing? Because you're trading at Two and three times, you know, lesser uh, multiples than your than your than your primary comps. What's the market missing, Grant? Yeah, well, I, I think we're playing, trading at 1.3, 1.4 times revenue, which is the lowest uh, in the sector. I think a lot of it was um, there's been so much hype and overpromotion in the space that uh, some of that would be a factor, and they the market wanted to see. The numbers we've now had three quarters in a row with radical growth delivering the numbers right like we said we would so putting our numbers were were our mouth was so to speak i think that's a factor i i think the the length of time in new jersey has been been an issue however as i said last week it finally got signed into law we're the only company that's even applied so you don't have to doesn't take a road scholar here to connect the dots that we're now signed and it's now signed of the law. There's one applicant in there. What do you think is going to happen? Uh, you know, so that was a factor. I, I think that. I think the market waiting for these numbers. I think that's probably your, your best point. That, that's, that's the, 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 that's the big one for sure. It has to be the big one. And, and, you know, we'll see how the market responds now that we have delivered. We have put the numbers up. We have five analysts. All same, it should be high teens, low twenties. It, it, it's completely disconnected. Uh, from our side, our belief is we we stick to our plan, keep we told the market what we're going to do, and then we're doing it. 
And when we do these things, it delivers numbers. And those numbers are audited numbers. These aren't made up numbers. We can maybe do this. No, these numbers are audited. We're doing more in a year, in a quarter, than my four biggest competitors do in a year. Say that again. You did more in a quarter than your four, four biggest competitors did in a year. Four biggest competitors in a year. Actually, we do more in a quarter than the next four, yeah, combined, the next four companies combined. Wow, okay, that's that's saying something. Um, and I, I think you're right now that, the, look, 2021 is still going to feel its way out because, you know, we're going to get into you know, that time of the year when people are taking a bit of a break. But I see nothing but good things ahead of you in 2022 because the great thing about these numbers coming out is there's no boogeyman. There's no surprise. You know, if, if there was anything there, we'd know it because you did the audit numbers, did the Q1. There's, I think now it's just a case of the market was probably waiting to see, all right, there's been around, a, there's been a lot of hype. There's been a lot of, a lot of news. Let's see the numbers and you delivered the numbers and congratulations, Grant, uh, to you. And I know it's the whole team, but you're the CEO. You yeah. got, we got you here. Last words to everybody at home. Like, you know, what do you want your loyal shareholders and even new investors to take away from, uh, you know, from, from today? Well, as good as the numbers have been and as good as numbers sequentially have been, uh, a lot of our, our major assets are just now coming into uh, into place. Got to remember last year, EGM, GG Circuit, those were in-person live events, Helix. No revenues came out of any three of those divisions for the entire pandemic year. They're all back now firing on all cylinders. We just rolled out our Omega package. We just rolled out our Lando product, which is, you know, we just introduced it. It's going to roll up beginning of the calendar year. Vine.gg uh, is going to go live in New Jersey. So three of our biggest products haven't even launched yet. So, you know, you've got to take some comfort in that, that not only are we delivering, we're going to continue to deliver and the numbers are going to continue to go up. Well, the numbers don't lie, right? The numbers don't lie. You delivered them and there's more coming with everything coming online now. So can't wait to have you back, Grant, uh, to talk about more success. I guess we're going to be talking about Jersey soon. Hopefully we talk about more sports teams. So we're going to have you on a, a whole lot. We're going to do that deck review to take everyone through each one of these to really get it because they're exciting. I love what you're doing. But for today, let's celebrate. Congratulations on what you guys have achieved and, and much success going forward. I appreciate that, George. Thanks for having me, buddy. For everybody at home, you've been watching or you've been listening to my podcast on Spotify, Google, Apple, your favorite podcast platform, to Grant Johnson, Grant Johnson founder and CEO of Esports Entertainment Group, trades on the NASDAQ on the stock symbol GMBL. You got to love that ticker symbol. For those new to the story and you want to start doing your due diligence, make sure you get to the company's website. You see it all right there in the frame. Go right to the company's website because if you believe in the future of iGaming, Esports, and all these great initiatives, then you got to take a close look at Esports Entertainment Group. Thanks for joining us. Have a great day. See you next time. Hey guys, this video is over, but don't forget to help your company by liking it and then leaving a comment below. And then don't forget to help yourself by subscribing to our channel so you don't ever miss another great Agoracom small cap video.